Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week, we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today, we are discussing Chapter 18 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Dumbledore's Army. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we now have Wizard Team merch. Head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationary game. Also, um, shout out to handle i can't remember but like when you do step up your nerd fashion stationary game take a picture and send it to us because it, it's awesome it made my day and mine too and if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so rate and review us on itunes also all the people who have done so so far have left the nicest comments and it's very nice it's, it just warms my heart thank you guys <laughs> we appreciate you and you best. finally Subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Withered by Deb, with nerd news and links to what's been going on in the world of nerd, of black nerds. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Go to blackgirlscreate.org. It's not also like the world of black nerds, but the world of nerds via a black nerd's perspective, which is basically what we do here. Indeed. And now... Wither Team News. <laughs> there has to be like one of those like voice things online Boxes. somewhere where we can like turn it into like a. I don't know. Doesn't we matter. just gotta get real famous and get the dude to do it. Yeah. The trailer voice dude. Mm-hmm. Or the dude from wrestling. God, mm-hmm. my head hurts so bad. I'm sorry. My eyes just were like, nah, nah, man, I'm done. Sorry, keep going. Well, I can I can read the things that need to be read. First on the list of things that need to be read, um, the company that created Pokemon Go is now working on a Harry Potter game, which means Me that essentially it. we'll be walking around on our phones, casting spells and getting in duels and... And running into things and hopefully no one gets hit by a car because that's happened yep. to someone playing Pokemon Go. Um, I actually interviewed with Niantic for um, a social media manager position and had I known that the Harry Potter game was like legit and on its way I would have tried harder. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I gave away my shot. I threw it away. Um, it's okay. I'm still, I'm, you I'm very excited will, about it though because like it it, I mean, I just remember like one of my friends uh, when Pokemon Go came out and we were at work and she just like randomly would be like walking up the street and all of a sudden she just go left and everybody else is like, <laughs> where is she going? And I'm like, Pokemon Go. She's, <laughs> she'll catch up with us later and I can't wait to be that person. I, I didn't like care enough about Pokemon dinner. and I like, yeah. But with Harry Potter, like, it's going to be a thing, and I'm excited about it. Right. I was late to my birthday dinner, and people were like, where are you? And I was like, do you know how many Pokemon are on the walk to this restaurant? <laughs> and they're like, we're all waiting for you. And I'm like, and you go wait, because there's a Bulbazar. 
or whatever, <laughs> and I'm gonna catch it. I'm got. I'm getting it. I'm on it. It's so, it's and that only lasted for a little bit because then they wanted you to fight the Pokemon, and I was like, "But I'm supposed to be their caretaker, they're like trainer." I'm like, "Whatever. Why would I fight the, my pets? Like, they're not your pets. Well, then they're my Pokemon friends. Why am I fighting them? I don't understand." <laughs> I just had a bunch of Pokemon, nothing to do with it, and then I quit. That's funny. Which I think is also the reason why I didn't get the job, because when they were asking about the gyms and stuff, I was like, I don't really do that. I don't really play this <laughs> game to its fullest potential. <laughs> Non-violent like that. Um, cool. Um, also, you will soon be able to stream all of the Harry Potter movies, plus Fantastic Beasts, on HBO. Um, so starting on January 1st of 2018, HBO will have all of the movies from the Wizarding World. Um, and they believe they're going to do like a marathon on the first of like all the movies. And then then I think they're doing a move. What it is is like they're doing a marathon for all movies on one day. And then I think on the second, like starting on the second, they'll do like one movie a day. But then like on HBO Go and like HBO Now and stuff, you'll have access to stream it stream all the movies whenever. Also... Um, which is great, because then that means more people can probably watch along with us when we get to the terrible movie that is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Yes, and, I mean, I love Freeform, but, like, Freeform has, like, the commercials and all that mm-hmm. stuff, so... And it's too and, like, much, like... But also, like, sorry, Freeform, that stinks. What is, like, half of their programming's going away. Unless they still get to keep it. Potentially. Get, I mean, like, I think the uncut that, like... Versions. Yeah, and I also think that, like... If you see, again, if you see Harry Potter, watch Harry Potter. So sometimes you'll, like, I think some people are nostalgic about the freeform, like, marathons. I particularly don't like them because of the commercials and because of the way they do, like, the weird order and stuff. But that's just me. And I also own the movies. So then, like, why would I do that to myself? But, you know, other people who want to do that, it's great. And when you're in, like, hotels, for example, and it's just on, you just watch it. And you force your baby sister to watch it. (laughs) <laughs> or force your baby like everyone does it's a very normal thing force your baby sister to watch it Harry Potter yeah. that's the thing that happens in every household yeah um, I also think though like even when you see Harry Potter watch Harry Potter like it's one of those things where I'm like sometimes I'm not even thinking about Harry Potter which doesn't happen often but sometimes I'm like thinking about Doctor Who or you know my future or something maybe maybe I'm reading a book and then all of a sudden, Freeform is like, you want to watch Harry Potter for the next six hours? And I'm like, I mean, I wasn't planning on it, Freeform, but yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah, might as well. Right. It's like when my boyfriend is like, are you still watching? And I'm like, yes, I'm still watching Netflix. Yes, we've been through this. Like, Freeform is like my side chick or side dude. Oh, gosh. Whichever one. This and they're like, hey. got away from you. No, Netflix is my boyfriend. Freeform is my side piece. Okay, it's fine. And they're like, hey, you want to watch Harry Potter? And I'm like, it's like you don't know me. Like, we haven't been going through this for years. Of course I do. Duh. And that's how that goes. Okay. (laughs) So, Drake is reportedly a huge Potterhead. Um, which is great. Not, I mean, he said it himself. Why do we say reportedly? Sa- like he said it. Well, I don't they know. Quoted like him using big words. Um, okay. He's he's a huge Potterhead, and so now this is great, right? Because we have 
a famous black Potterhead. We don't need Baron Trump no more. Hashtag it Drake on Wizard Team. He used to call us on our cell phone. Late night when we need his money. He needs to call us on our cell Also, we have so many Drake references. I hope at one point he listens to Chamber of Secrets and appreciates. I wonder though if he's going to be like, y'all ain't shit. But I feel like he would. Like, I feel like I, I, I worry know about that Aubrey. Too, actually, to be honest, I know. I feel like I know him really well. Um, <laughs> like I feel like we've like we've been through a lot together, and he would he would understand oh, the humor. We yeah. have Drake is a Potterhead, and it's great, and we should get him on on the podcast. Slash, he should just become a Patronus or send us a really big cheering charm. Um. Speaking and of also, Patroni. he was talking about. Sorry, one more thing. He was talking about getting himself a first edition, and I don't know if y'all know, but I found a first edition in Dublin, and it wasn't that much, and so he could also get us that, or me that. I want it. Well, I mean, I'd why he out buying like, first editions? I don't know. I'd rather like be able to sustain this slash go to London again, and then we can get our own. I mean, I would like him to do both of those things. Okay. Not, not, or, not, it's not a, or, it's an and. Gotcha. He got the money. He out there buying Hermes person for his future person. That's true. I had such, but I had such a great transition and then you ruined it with your, your extra add-on. It's fine. Like, it was an important add-on. But now, I just go to Patronus and, Patronus shoutouts and it's not as clever. What was the transition? Let's do it again. No. Do it again. Fine. I just said Drake should become a Patronus. And speaking of Patroni, we have another one. That's good. It's a good transition. Speaking yeah, of Patroni. you ruined it. Amy. Hi, Amy. A- Amy Michelle. Oh, you're singing. We, we appreciate you. You a real one. Oh. Amen. Okay, well, well, amen. Th- yeah, I was trying to do like Amy for being a I was trying to do DJ Khaled like in a gospel version. Major key, major key, major key, major key. Amen. Yeah. I don't know, my head hurts. It's uh, a bit mm-hmm. of a day. Okay. I'm going to just sit well, here. You finish up. Thank Thank you, Amy, for becoming a Patronus. Um, she's also in New Zealand, which, and might be from New Zealand, I'm not 100% sure, but <gasps> International Wizard Amy, can King we talk about Jermaine Clement? Doing together? Can we, are you a Jermaine Clement fan? You should be. I feel like anyone from New Zealand loves Jermaine. I just feel like that's that a thing. That is a huge thing. I think it's like a, a, I think it's a law. I think that you could get, like, court-martialed in New Zealand or whatever, arrested if you don't like him. It's like how if you're American, you just... No, I don't think we have one of those. I was like, who? It's going to be, like, Michael Jordan, but I was like, I don't fuck with him. So, <laughs> maybe we don't have one. I'm, I'm New Zealand's small confused. enough that they can all agree on something. I I mean I don't think that that's true, but okay. 
Just let me know, Amy. Flight of the Concords. It's business time. I mean, let's just talk about it if you want to talk about it. If you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. But I just, if you're from New Zealand, we could talk about hobbits. I don't know. I don't know anything about hobbits. I'm kidding. Just. My head hurts. Well, thanks for for becoming a Patronus. There's a lot that went on. I might have a tumor. I don't think that that's the case. You have your answer. We just won't say it on here. Um, magical birthdays. Tomorrow, Thursday, is um, Karen's birthday at Catchin05, um, one of our wizard um, team members. I'm mad at her. Oh. Because she... But it's her birthday. Like, we don't have any money. It's not her fault. It's it's capitalism's fault. But she, she tweeted out a bunch of stuff from Torrid, and it's like, and she was like, it's BOGO, 50% off. And I was like, but I just don't have any money. But I need it. Like a Hogwarts alum hat. A whole skirt set that was real cute. Some Doctor Who leggings. I didn't really understand why they were Doctor Who, but they were they were nice. Well, happy birthday, me. Karen! And <laughs> I hope you enjoy your your fashion. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Okay, we haven't even let's, started the book yet. I know. I'm so confused. I'm just sitting here, a ball of confusion. But it is I okay too hard. because my head we're gonna work. go to Dumbledore's army, and. I don't know why when I read this, I felt like it was a really fast chapter, but it's 20 pages, so that's not small. But anyway, um, previously on Wizard Team, Umbridge issued another educational decree She's the stating that Hogwarts was canceled because you can't hang out in groups anymore. Um, of three also, or more. You can't go to sleep. Nope. Without her approval. Um, Without her approval. You, and is it like a blanket um, thing? It's like a one-time, like, hey, can I go to sleep with these other four people that have been my roommate for the past four years? Yes. Or do I have to do that every night? Hey. I don't know. She has to me again. It. Same four people. Still trying to just go to sleep. Trying to live my life. She's the worst. Man. She's the worst. In, got, in addition to got that, more, more evidence that she's the worst, um, she injured Hedwig trying to read Harry's mail. Shout out to Grubbly Plank for taking Hedwig and fi- and like working on fixing her. She also Stubby tried to small snatch Sirius. She also tried to snatch Sirius while which he was talking to the trio, which she almost she almost did. I wish she had to try to done you know it. What I'm saying can't catch him. He's too quick. Could have um, tried to try to, and I and I wish she would have seen it, and I'd have done it. Um, she also inspected Snape's class. That was cool. Which, you know, was, was amusing. Mutually assured destruction. Um, and, but Harry, of course, because he was too interested in that conversation, didn't actually like pay attention to his potion. So he fucked it up and has extra potions homework. Um, and Trelawney is on probation. Harry be nosing. So, yeah, that, yeah, Harry stays nosing. That's just, um, 
Someone wrote in the Facebook group, and as you guys can see, my brain is not all here. Um, but they were talking about how in rereading that chapter, um, it occurred to them that Trelawney, that Dumbledore made it so that Trelawney could stay, not because of any like loyalty or moral whatever, but because um, he needs to protect her and the prophecy from the Death Eaters. And we were like, yeah. Everyone was like, yep. 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 Tis true. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Let's get into chapter 18, Dumbledore's Army. Umbridge has been reading your mail, Harry. There's no other explanation. You think Umbridge attacked Hedwig? I'm almost certain of it, said Hermione. Watch your frog. It's, it's escaping. Um, so basically, their they're chart, they're... I don't know what word that was going to be. Um, they are talking during charms class while they're practicing um, on silencing their, like, these animals that Flitwick has given them. So um, Harry has a frog, and, this frog, bullfrogs and ravens, which seems really random. Like, oh, we didn't have enough bullfrogs. Let's get some ravens. Also, it seems to, like, like the ravens would frog. be trying to eat the bullfrogs. Like, ravens are predators. I mean, bullfrogs are also poisonous, I, I think. None of this seems like a good idea. This is a school. No. Dark wings, dark words. Um, what? So I've been suspect... Oh, never mind. It's okay. Some some people will get it. Um, I've been suspecting this... No, it's not. Um, I've been suspecting this ever since Filch accused you of ordering dung bombs because it seemed like such a stupid lie, said Hermione. I mean, once your letter was read, it would have been quite clear you weren't ordering them, so you wouldn't have been in any trouble at all. It's a bit of a feeble joke, isn't it? But then I thought, what if somebody just wanted an excuse to read your mail? Well, then it would be the, a perfect way for Umbridge to manage it, tip off Filch, let him do the dirty work, and confiscate the letter, then either find a way of stealing it from him or else demand to see it. I don't think Filch would object. When's he ever stuck up for, for a student's rights? Um, it was a very, very close call last night. I just wonder if Umbridge knows how close it was. Yeah, I mean, Hermione is, is smart as fuck, and Umbridge is the worst. It's pretty much all I have to say about that. Like, it is impressive to be that terrible. I feel like you have to put effort and thought mm -hmm. and care and time into that it requires like some just yeah commitment really mm -hmm. it does it does indeed so the bullfrog on which she was practicing her silencing charm was struck dumb mid croak and glared at her reproachfully um if she'd caught snuffles he'd probably be back in azkaban this morning said harry he waved his wand without really concentrating and his bullfrog swelled like a green balloon and emitted a high-pitched whistle. Like, I just need... I understand, right? Like, Harry's going through a lot, but also I think he's letting some of the some of it get to him in the middle of class, right? So, like, maybe y'all shouldn't be talking about this in class because clearly Harry is about to blow up his bullfrog. <laughs> like, That's what I was about to say. Him. I was like, like he's torturing to this have... poor creature. Right, like, y'all need to have these discussions, but you just don't need to have them in class time. There's lunch. Yeah. There's free time. There's time in there the common room. so many room. breaks. So many breaks. Like, now is just not the time. Especially yeah. when poor animals are involved. 
I know, because they didn't do nothing. That bullfrog didn't almost get serious. It's also weird, too, because I his wonder mail. what the... I wonder what the, like, mor- morality is around this, but they seem to be practicing on a lot of animals in this school. Like, live That is true. Creatures. I feel like we've brought that up before, maybe, but I can't remember why or when. I think maybe when um, your favorite professor was about to poison um, Neville's frog. Oh, yeah. That's potential. That's a potential um, moment. But, yeah, they do do that a lot, which I guess, like, well, no. They're usually dead. Just kidding. Because I was going to say, like, usually we, like, you know, practice on, like, like with dissecting and stuff, but usually those animals are no, they're dead, dead already. So, yeah, this is different. Not the same. They also transfigure a lot of animals, too. Like, the mice, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Or were they transfiguring teacups into mice? No, they were transfiguring no, mice into No, it was mice. Well, no, 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 no. That was in the movies. I don't know what they were transfiguring. Uh-huh. I don't... Um, but in... in Just, just when Umbridge was inspecting... Uh, when Umbridge was inspecting McGonagall, I think they were vanishing mice. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one where, and this might be during the OWLs where they're turning tortoises into teacups, maybe, or tortoises yeah. into tea cozies or something. They're turning something animals like into something to do with tea, and that's in yeah. the book. But yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense because if you're going to be like operating or like silencing humans, you're going to want to practice on a living thing. But it also yeah. it just seems cruel. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least with, especially with Harry, talking about things that make him stressful. (laughs) They they stress him out, and he doesn't pay attention at the same time. Um, Because earlier he was squashing his frog so tightly that its eyes were popping. Like he needs to chill. Um. Well, he mustn't do it again. That's all. I don't. mm, I just don't know how we're going to let him know. We can't send him an owl. An owl. I don't reckon he'll risk it again. Said Ron. He's not stupid. He knows she nearly got him. Um, Silencio, the large and ugly raven in front of him, let out a derisive caw. Silencio, Silencio, the raven cawed more loudly. It's the way you're moving your wand, said Hermione. You don't want to wave it. It's more of a sharp jab. Ravens are harder than frogs, said Ron testily. Fine, let's swap. Um, and she based in silences the raven immediately because she's Hermione motherfucking Granger and Ron just doesn't know how to listen or pay attention in class or not be being... And being salty is AF. This is like a, this is the magical Leviosa, Wingardium Leviosa thing all over again. Right. Except that she is like, I'm trying to help you out. And you sit over here talking about, I, I have the easier homework. Well, mm-hmm. well, fine. Let's, let's, let's see that. about that. Um, and of course, uh, Flitwick sees it and says, very good, Miss Granger. Now let me see you try Mr. Weasley. What? Oh, oh, right. Said Ron. Uh, Silencio. And he jabbed at the bullfrog so hard that he poked it in the eye, and the frog gave a deafening croak and leapt off the desk, which is what he gets. Um, it was no surprise to any of them that Harry and Ron were given additional practice of a silencing charm for homework. And then they, for their break, they go into an, a classroom because it's raining outside. And in the classroom, Peeves is floating dreamily up near the chandelier, occasionally blowing an ink pellet at the top of someone's at the top of somebody's head. So basically this break is um, how to 
cause havoc with Peeves, Professor Peeves. And also when they could have been secretly talking about Sirius, could have done it after class. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, you know. Instead of talking about other things. Um, so Angelina comes up and says, I've got permission to reform the Quidditch team. She went to McGonagall and she thinks that she may have appealed to Dumbledore. Um, so Umbridge had to get in, which is ridiculous, right? Like it, it took Dumbledore, like the headmaster stepping in and being like, yo, you need to let these kids play Quidditch. Play Quidditch. It's such a, like you're holding this thing over their head. that's really petty because of me. Like that makes no sense. And because of Harry, like that's dumb. Let them play Quidditch. Um, and so you, how are we going to have a Quidditch season with three teams? You can't. You, how you, what is the difference between Slytherin Quidditch and Gryffindor Quidditch? One is a house. You like one and you don't like the others. Yeah, basically. And you're an adult and this is a school. Mm-hmm. And you're an adult. Yep. I hate this book. No, you don't. It's the best book. No, um, I don't. Why don't I? I but I should. <laughs> I want to. Um, so, oh, so she says that they have practice at the pitch at 7 o'clock tonight. Um, Ron's smile slipped slightly as he looked out of the window, which was now opaque with hammering rain. Hope this clears up. What's wrong with you, Hermione? Because um, she's gazing out the window or with her eyes unfocused. Just thinking, she said, about Siri Snuffles, said Harry. No, not exactly. More wondering. I suppose we're doing the right thing. I think, aren't we? Harry and Ron looked at each other. Well, that clears that up, said Ron. I would have, it would have been really annoying if you hadn't explained yourself properly. Um, which is a good, it's just good. Um, I love Ron. <laughs> even right I after shouldn't. being terrible. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering, said Hermione, whether we're doing the right thing starting this Defense Against the Dark Arts group. What? Hermione, it was your idea in the first place. I know, said Hermione, but after talking to Snuffles, but he's all for it, said Harry. Yes, yes, that's what made me think maybe it wasn't a good idea after all. Um, Peeves floats over them on his stomach, pea shooter ready. Automatically, the three of them lifted their bags to cover their heads until he had passed, which is like real, like, it's such a normal thing. Like, it's Hogwarts. They have to worry about a poltergeist shooting things at their head. So, as soon as he passes by, just continue your conversation. It's all good. Um, I I just, I, again, we talked about this a little bit, but, like, I just love how, like, they're fifth years now. Like, none mm -hmm. of this is surprising. And they're just ready. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's get this straight, said Harry. Sirius agrees with us, so you don't think we should do it anymore? Yep. Hermione looked tense and rather miserable. Do you honestly trust his judgment? Yeah, I do, said Harry. He's always given us great advice, which is, like, <laughs> not true. Like, like I just, like, I, I get it. Like, Harry loves Sirius, right? And, like, knows that Sirius has his best interests at heart and, like, all these things. Cool. But it's just, it's not true. I feel like you're about to slander my man. I'm not. I'm just stating facts. That's all. Sirius is a great person. But when it comes to he doing reckless-ass shit at school... Like, he's not the person to go to for validation if you want, like, a real honest answer on what to do. He's just not. He's mm. biased. It's fine. 
<laughs> like, it's just, you know, you know who you go to for certain things, and he's not the one you go to for that, unless you just want him to tell you to do it. Right? Like, unless you just want mean, to hear what you want to hear, you want him to say what you want to hear, it's the only... I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, okay, so an ink pellet whizzed past them, striking Katie Bell square in the ear. Hermione watched Katie leap to her feet and start throwing thieves, things at Peeves. Um, because, you know, while she's the sixth year, she was like, I'm sick and tired of this motherfucking poltergeist in my motherfucking classroom. Um, and just kind of lost it. Um, <laughs> in a few moments before Hermione spoke again, it sounded as though she was choosing her words very carefully. You don't think he's become sort of reckless since he's been cooped up in Grimaud Place? You don't think he's kind of living through us? What do you mean living through us? Harry retorted. I mean... Well, I think he'd love to be forming secret defense societies right under the nose of someone from the ministry. I think he's really frustrated at how he, little he can do when, uh, where he is. So I think he's keen to kind of egg us on. Uh, and Ron looks utterly perplexed. Sirius is right. You do sound like my mother. Which is like, okay, fine. But she's not wrong. Like, <laughs> everything she's saying is the truth. Just because your mom would say it doesn't make it not true. Like, and I think that Hermione um, is, is, I think her, like, assessment of it is fair. I don't think that it means that they need to stop doing, like, continuing with what they're doing. But I think thinking about that is important, right? Like, I think that when you take advice from people, you also have to think about where they're coming from and, like, acknowledge their bias and see if that really, like, applies to the situation and, like, does that, does it still make sense to do it? Yeah, I don't also, know. I just think that... I also think that it, she makes a lot of sense, and I also think that it's important that she is sympathetic to where Sirius is coming from, Mm -hmm. right? Right, she's not blaming him. She doesn't do what Molly, this is like the one part about like what Molly did, which is like to assume ill intent or assume Mm -hmm. that, you know, he wants them to get hurt or anything. She's just saying like, I think that his judgment is off because of his current circumstances. Like, last year, um, like, I think Harry says this a couple of chapters ago when he was like, last year you were all about keeping my head down and staying out of trouble. And last year, though, like, Sirius says, like, they knew someone wanted to kill you, um, Mm -hmm. but they didn't know who. Or they assumed, but they didn't know who. Now it's like, we, we know what, you know, what's happening. Um, but also last year, Sirius was not, he was on the run, but he wasn't cooped inside. He wasn't stuck somewhere. And he was making his own decisions about things. Mm-hmm. Now it feels like he's, he's not making those decisions anymore. And he's having to do what Dumbledore says. He's following orders as opposed to like, like it's the same, you know, it's not the same thing. But it's kind of similar. Like, he was in hiding, but he was in hiding on his own terms, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so that is a distinction that needs to be recognized because it does color his judgment in a way. But also, he does want want what's best for them. And Sirius is the best. Always. (laughs) Full stop. Period. All right. Um, So the weather did not improve. What was funny about that? Laughing at you. Because you're funny, and that had nothing to do with the, the statement that you were saying before, but it's okay. Um, the weather did not improve, 
as the day wore on. Um, so at 7 o'clock, Harry and Ron went down to the Quidditch pitch, and they were soaked within minutes. Um, they found Fred and George debating whether they use one of their own skiving snack boxes to get out of flying. But I bet she'd know what we'd done, said Fred. If only I hadn't offered her to offered to sell her some puking pastels yesterday. We could try the fever fudge, George muttered. No one's seen that yet. Does it work? Ron asks, hopefully. Well, yeah, said Fred. Your temperature will go right up. But you get these massive pus-filled boils, too, said George. And we haven't worked out how to get rid of them yet. I can't see any boils, said Ron. No, well, you wouldn't. They're not in a place we generally display to the public. But they make sitting on the broom a Can right just... pain in the... All right, everyone, listen up, said Angelina. Can we just talk about how problematic Joe is? Like, just... <laughs> just gave the twins butt boils. <laughs> like, she's a sick woman. She's sick and twisted, and I love her. <laughs> but she's sick yeah. and twisted. They're not in a place where you could see them. These are children. <laughs> Give it a I mean, you know, they still hemorrhoid bulb bulbous hem boils. <laughs> ugh. Ugh. Man, Fred and George have seen some things, clearly. They got some traumatizing acid shit happening to them in this this year. In the life um, they lived a <laughs> life in their what, seventeen years? <laughs> um uh, I know it's not ideal weather, uh, said Angelina. Deb, wait, 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 a... sorry, sorry. Deb says oh, uh-huh. kids love butt jokes. And as a person who spent the weekend with Aminata watching True. Teen Titans Go, which is all fart jokes. It's not all. funny, but... And I, like, I, don't, I, don't, fart I, remember, I remember watching Teen Titans Go with Aminata, and this has nothing to do with really anything that we're talking about, but who cares? Um, and I was kind of disappointed based on, like, when I was a kid watching Teen Titans and then I was like they rebooted it and just turned it into fart jokes Teen Titans was a thing before? yeah it was like a, I mean, a I cartoon don't know, man. I don't... the same characters and it was like a real show with like plots and like they actually fought people and like you know like a comic book animated show and then they rebooted it to this and now it's like for five year olds who like fart jokes and waffles. The one that we watched was a lot of waffles. I don't. I didn't understand. But it's weird. It's like not about she, she comic books at all anymore. It it's just funny. about like these characters doing weird shit that literally any character could do. Yeah. Oh, apparently Imani really likes. Teen <laughs> Titans Go. I don't know what I saw. I was like, mm, I don't appreciate this at all. I've heard so much about Teen Titans Go, like, um, at cons and stuff, but I've just been like. That's some DC shit. I don't care. And I mean that too. I had to, I just I had to like watch it and I was better. like, and I just, I like, she has, um, and then we got to get back on track because this is not a short chapter, but <laughs> she has um, her other sister Akira's habit of pausing and rewinding. Oh yeah. And <laughs> Akira like that. every far joke. And oh, every no. fart joke needed to be paused and laughed at and heard again. And I was like, but it's all fart jokes, baby. <laughs> this 15-minute episode is now 30 minutes. Awful. That's awful. No. I'm laughing, but, I'm laughing, but no. <laughs> it's terrible. And then I was like, let's watch Steven Universe. And she's like, I don't like that. I'm like, yeah, you do, because we watched it before. And it's got singing, and it's funny, and it's got a decent amount of fart jokes. Like, just enough. She was like, no! Teen Titans! 
It has made Robin cool again, though, so that's nice. <laughs> All right. Um, see, Ariana Your agrees. Child with us. has traumatized me. She's still the cutest thing ever, though. So She's right now we're at three to one. Teen Titans Go is a no. Do that rhyme. <laughs> that wasn't on purpose. <laughs> and back to Harry Potter. <laughs> Thank you um, for this Teen Titans Go break. <laughs> um, this has been brought yes, to you by... Yes, kids do love the fart jokes. Yeah. Right, sorry. Angelina says, I know it's not an ideal weather, but there's a good chance we'll be playing Slytherin in conditions like this, so it's a good idea to work out how we're going to cope with them. Harry, didn't you do something to your glasses to stop the rain fogging up, mm, fogging them up when we played Hufflepuff in that storm? Um, <laughs> you mean the one where the 100 Dementors came and attacked him? <laughs> that game? Ooh, that game. <laughs> Yikes. Um, way to bring up, way to bring up but also, good memories there, Angela. But also, that's one of the last... Well, no, I think they played Ravenclaw after that, but that was the last season they had, so that would be the last frame of reference that she would have, so... Because there was no Quidditch last year. Um, They totally could have done the Triwizard Tournament and Quidditch. There was totally a Triwizard Tournament every... There and there were three tasks, every three months. and there's only, like, six games. There's, like, no reason. There was no reason. I mean, I guess for, like, yeah, I mean, I guess for, like, stress reasons. I don't know. And it actually made no sense. Um, they could have no, made it, like, an inter-house. Three cha- they could have made it, like, an only one champion. Quidditch championship. He could have like, not been. played Quidditch. Mm-hmm. Or they could have done, like, Bobatton there's- versus Hogwarts. versus They could have been, like, a Hogwarts All-Star team or something, but... No. There could have actually been more than four games this year. It would have right. been lit. It would have been amazing. Um, Hermione did it, said Harry, and he pulled out his wand and tapped his glasses and said impervious. I think we all ought to try that, said Angelina. If we could just keep the rain off of our faces, it would help visibility altogether. Come on, impervious. Is that not... Ch- I mean, we've talked about this before, but is that not, like... Um, what's it called? Enhancement? Um, we have talked about it before, but no, it's not, um, I don't think it is. Not if everybody can do it. If they're like, it's like magical trying steroids. to keep the rain off of their faces so that they could see. Everyone can the, take steroids, but they don't because it's wrong. This isn't steroids though, Robin. It's just not, it's not steroids. I feel like it's They're not taking, steroids. they're not taking something or like. They're literally just shielding their eyes so that they don't get water in them and so that they can see. That's it. They just wear goggles. Like That doesn't help because it fogs okay. up. That was the point. So, deal. I don't know. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about using spells and sports. Um. So they all still... I, th- I understand like certain spells, but I think this one is like... I don't think it's a problem. Because it's literally allowing them to play the game. Okay. Um, Amani says that it's like where it's like saying that wearing sunscreen is like steroids. Well, is the game how long you can stay in the sun without burning? I don't know, man. Guys, the game. You, look, ha- I'm not at my best today. <laughs> I'm not at my best today. Don't make work. me. Didn't work. It didn't at all. Not at all. Okay. Um, so but. they start to practice, and visibility was still very poor, even with the impervious charm. One, because, like, 
initially, like, it helps kind of keep the rain off your face, but also I think Hermione did it on Harry's glasses specifically, so I don't know that it would still work, like, on your face the same way. Also because Hermione didn't do it, so it's just not as good. Um, that is true. All right, on my whistle, said Angelina. Um, kicked off, off um, Harry kicked off from the ground, spraying mud in all directions and shot upward, the wind pulling him slightly off course. Um, he had no idea how he was going to see the snitch in this weather. He was having enough difficulty seeing the one bludger with uh, which they were practicing, and a minute into practice, he it almost unseated him, and he had to use the sloth grip roll to avoid it. Unfortunately, Angelina did not see this. In fact, she did not appear to be able to see anything. None of them had a clue what the others were doing. So they, yeah, tried until Angelina, like, they went for an hour until Angelina finally um, conceded defeat. She led her sodden and disgruntled team back into the changing rooms, insisted that the practice had not been a waste of time, though without any real conviction in her voice. Fred and George were looking particularly annoyed. Both were bandy-legged and winced with every movement. They should just go to Madame Poppy <laughs> and get that checked out. I'm sure she can fix that Seriously. real quick. <laughs> but would you want to pull your pants down in front of Madame Poppy and explain that? I suppose not. But I, she's also, not going to ask no questions. I don't, That's the thing. She's not going to ask questions. So I just think, She's you know, going to be like, I don't want to. I don't want to know. Like, she just, doesn't want to know. I don't want to know. Just, I'll fix it. Whatever. I don't want to know. But also, please, sloth grip roll. Sloths are the best and the most adorable creatures. Oh my gosh. And then they grip the thing. I didn't expect. I don't know why I didn't notice this before. I, I need to see it. It's happening. Sloth. Is this sloth group? Wow. Um, How does it work? Does he roll slowly? Mm. That's so many questions. Also, I love sloth. So, back to, to Fred and I'm George's boils. Um... Fred thinks a couple of his have ruptured, which is really gross for his pants. Um, And George says that his haven't, but they're throbbing like mad, and they feel bigger, if anything. They just just take that L, go to the hospital wing, get those removed. Like, you can't can't live life like that. Not with magical boils on your butt. It's just, it's an L. You don't have to do that, so don't. She's a sick woman. <laughs> That's all I have to say about this entire storyline. <laughs> Move on. Oh my gosh. Leave it at that. Um, okay, we're moving on I to Voldemort. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's move on to Voldemort. It's more fun. No, let's go, back to, let's go back to the boils. <laughs> let's go back to the boils. Oh, God. Um, uh, ouch, said Harry. He pressed the towel on his face. His eyes grew tight with pain. Um, his scar had seared again more painfully than in months. What's up? Said several voices. Nothing, he muttered. I poked myself in the eye, that's all. But he gave Ron a significant look, and the two of them hung back as the rest of the team filed back outside. What happened? Said Ron. Was it your scar? Um, when Harry nodded, <gasps> Ron said, Oh my god, but- I put a sloth in the chat! They're so cute! They're very cute, but I just need oh you to pull god. it together. It's- they have like this long finger. <laughs> Okay. Can you um, get a sloth as a pet? Oh my god, I'm crying. 
Yikes. It's so cute! <laughs> okay, go oh, on, continue. Oh, okay, um... Uh, but, said Ron, looking scared, he can't be near us, can he? No, said Harry, he's probably miles away. It hurt because he's angry. Um, he had not meant to say that at all, um, and he heard the words as though a stranger had spoken them, yet he knew that at once, that he knew at once that they were true. He didn't know how he knew, but he did. Voldemort, wherever he was, whatever he was doing, was in a towering temper. Hey, you know what would be a great, uh, time for this? It'd be a great time for Occlumency, taught by Albus Dumbledore. It would be. Uh, it would be. But, mm, no. Um, did you see him, said Ron? Did you get a vision or something? Um, and then apparently Harry can do that because he is... Raven Baxter. Um, so he sat quite still, allowing his mind, his mind and his memory to relax in the aftermath of the pain, a confused tangle of shapes and howling rush of voices. He wants something done and it's not happening fast enough, he said. But how do you know? Harry shook his head. Is this what it was about? I'm oh, sorry. Is this what it was about last time when you saw her in Umbridge's office? You know who was angry? Harry shook his head. What is it then? Harry was thinking himself back. He had been looking into Umbridge's face. His scar had hurt, and he had had that odd feeling in his stomach, a strange, leaping feeling, a happy feeling. But, of course, he had not recognized it for what it was, as he had been feeling so miserable himself. Um, so I have a theory, and I'm not 100% sure that the timeline adds up. Um, I'm not, still not really clear. Um, but I think this is around Sturgis. So, like, Voldemort finding out, oh, from from that one bruh, uh, Rookwood, I think, like, finding out, oh, we can use Sturgis Podmore to get in the Department of Mystery, so he was excited, and then when that failed, he got upset. Or he didn't hear that from Rookwood, he heard it from someone else, and then Rookwood confirms in a later scene um, that that actually couldn't have worked, um, because he actually worked at the Department of Mysteries and knows how that works. But yeah, I'm still not 100% sure that that timeline, like, 100% adds up, but I think that that's, like, the main kind of situation he's basically trying to get into the department of mysteries and it's not working okay because i'm like i have i have no idea no idea what's going on <laughs> okay he's happy because sturgis because they got sturgis because sturgis got got and they were going to get in the department and that happened when umbridge touched him well, when Umbridge touched him, that was the last time when his scar hurt, and Harry didn't know why, and then we find out that Sturgis tried to get into the Department of Mysteries, like, the next day, or something like that. So it's possible that, like, and he thought this is before Sturgis tried to get in, or something, like, they decided they were gonna do that. Oh. And then he was like, yeah, this will finally work, finally, my plan, it'll be great, and then it gets spoiled, and he's like, darn. Okay. Got it. I'm, but I, yeah, but I, I don't know that that's a hundred percent, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, last time it was because he was pleased. He said, really pleased. He thought something good was going to happen. And the night before we came back to Hogwarts, um, he was furious. I don't know what happened that time. I didn't go back that far to, to investigate. Um, you could take over for Trelawney, mate, said Ron in an odd voice. I'm not making prophecies, said Harry. No, you know what you're doing? 
Harry, you're reading you-know-who's mind. No, said Harry. It's more like his mood, I suppose. I'm getting flashes of what mood he's in. Dumbledore said something like this happened was happening last year. He said that Voldemort was near me or when he was feeling hatred, I could tell. Well, now I'm feeling when he's pleased too. There was a pause. You've got to tell someone, said Ron. Um, I told Sirius last time. Well, tell him about it this time. Um, Ronald. You spent all of Charm's class talking about how Umbridge is reading Harry's letters to Sirius. You don't remember that? It wasn't that long ago. Just a couple of pages. I just feel like y'all keep wanting people to be what they aren't. Ronald, like his best friend, ain't no Ravenclaw. He doesn't have it in him. I just... He doesn't have it in him. Okay. Right. You're right. You're right. You can't. Wonderful gowns. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful Um. gowns. (laughs) Okay. I'm just... Every time I get, like, disappointed in Ron, that's what I'm gonna... I'm gonna just say that instead. Like... (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Man. Um... Can't, uh, I can't, can I, said Harry. Umbridge is watching the owls and the fires, remember? Well, then Dumbledore. I've just told you he already knows, said Harry shortly. There's no point in telling him again. Um, Dumbledore would want you to know, said Ron. Harry shrugged. Come on, we've got silencing charms to practice. And so they go back to the common room. Um, and Harry thinks, what was it that Voldemort wanted done that was not happening quickly enough? And then he remembers the thing about the weapon, um, Sirius and Remus told him about back in the day. Um, he had not thought about those words in weeks. He had been too absor- absorbed with what was going on in Hogwarts, too busy dwelling on ongoing battles with Umbridge, the injustice of the ministry, inter- the injustice of all the ministry interference. But now they came back to him and made him wonder. Voldemort's anger would make sense if he was no nearer laying hands on the weapon, whatever it was. Had the order thwarted him, stopped him from seizing it? Where was it kept? Who had it now? Um, well, for one, this doesn't have, I mean, it has to do with you, but you don't need to know all those facts because you're not a super spy and you just got to chill because you don't know how to keep secrets and it's just mind your business. Stay in school, constant vigilance. Um, the other thing, and this is a, um, this is a dig at the movies. I'm just going to be honest. One of my issues with the Order of the Phoenix movie is that it feels very much like a Harry versus Umbridge and it's like Umbridge 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 at the very end it's like hey remember Voldemort and like this whole last plot that's important to the entire series whereas like the books do a very good job of kind of balancing the two and like demonstrating how they play off of each other and influence each other and also you know they're both equally important and so I think this passage kind of like shows that all right so they get into the common room start to do their homework Ron of course gives up like halfway through and then Harry stays downstairs um reading about the uses of scurvy grass lovage and sneeze wart um and not taking a word taking in a word of it so he's he's like dozing off and kind of trying to read I mean I don't know I I know how that is sometimes when you're just too tired to really like take in especially when the passages are written like this. These plants are most efficacious in the inflaming of the brain and are therefore much used in confusing and befuddlement draughts where the wizard is desirous of producing hot headedness and recklessness. Like, why? 
Sounds a lot like Harry. For what reason? It sounds a lot like him, Sorry. but like, why is it written that way? It's doing the most. Hermione had said yep. Sirius was becoming <laughs> reckless. Hermione was said Sirius was becoming reckless, cooped up in Grimaud Place. Most efficacious in the inflaming of the brain and are therefore much used. The Daily Prophet would think his brain was inflamed if they found out he knew what Voldemort was feeling. So he's just like, his brain is going, his mind is like wandering and he's falling asleep. There's a lot happening. So eventually he dozes off. Yeah. Um, eventually he dozes off and he was walking once more along the windowless corridor, his footsteps echoing in the silence as the door at the end of the passage loomed larger, his heart beat fast with excitement. If he could only open it, enter beyond, he stretched out his hand, his fingertips were inches from it. Harry Potter, sir. He woke with a start. Who's there? He said, sitting upright in the chair. Dobby, how's your owl, sir? Said a squeaky voice. A squeaky voice. Dobby. Yes! It's time. Um, Dobby, the house elf, was standing beside the table on which Hermione had left her half dozen knitted hats. His large pointed ears were now sticking out from beneath what looked like all of the hats that Hermione had ever knitted. He was wearing one on the top of the other so that his head seemed elongated by two or three feet. And on the very topmost bobble sat Hedwig, hooting serenely and obviously cured. Dobby volunteered to return yeah. Harry Potter's owl. Professor Grubbly Plank says she, she is all, all well now, sir. Which is only a day. Grubbly Plank is, I mean, I know magic and stuff, but like. She that one. She a real one. Thanks, Dobby. And Hedwig was like, now. I need to go find that mm, that tried to take my letter because mm-hmm. we got scores to settle. Now that need I'm back, have some words. Thanks, Dobby said Harry, stroking Hedwig's head and blinking hard, trying to rid himself of the image of the door in his dream. It had been very vivid. Um, and he looks back at Dobby and notices that the elf was also wearing several scarves and innumerable socks, so that his feet looked far too big for his body. Have you been taking all the clothes Hermione's been leaving out? Oh, no, sir, said Dobby. Dobby has been taking some for Winky, too, sir. Yeah, how is Winky, said Harry. Um, Winky is still drinking lots, sir. She still does not care for clothes, Harry Potter, nor do the other house elves. None of them will clean Gryffindor Tower anymore, not with the hats and socks hidden everywhere. They find them insulting, sir. Dobby does it all himself, sir, but Dobby does not mind, sir, before he always hopes to meet Harry Potter, and tonight, sir, he got his wish. Can we also say one thing? The house elves do not clean Gryffindor Tower because they find it insulting that there are hidden hats and socks everywhere. Mm -hmm. Not that they'll get set free, because that's not how that works. Right. They're just insulted by, like, trying to be tricked into a life-altering decision. Right. Which is, you know, valid. It is valid. And I think, again, you know, they... Hermione shouldn't be doing it, and the whole storyline shouldn't be happening. It just, yeah. Also, Hermione is bitched. It's just not. Bitched. But Ariana's having fun. She Um, over here is still stuck on rugby. (laughs) Which also, like, the video I, I gave to her is like, whew. I mean, I don't know how rugby became a... We mentioned New Zealand once, and now just rugby, rugby all up in the chat. (laughs) Okay. Mm, But Harry Potter does not seem happy. Dobby heard him muttering in his sleep. Was Harry Potter having bad dreams? Not really bad. I've had worse. Dobby wishes he could help Harry Potter, for Harry Potter set Dobby free, and Dobby is much, much happier now. You can't help me, Dobby, but thanks for the offer. 
He bent and picked up his potions book, and he noticed the scars on the back of his hand, the result of his attention from Umbridge. Wait a moment. There is something you can do for me, Dobby. The elf looked around, beaming. Name it, Harry Potter, sir. I need to find a place where 28 people can practice defense against the dark arts without being discovered by any of the teachers. Especially, Harry clenched his hand on the book so that the scars shone pearly white. Professor Umbridge. He half expect, or he expected the elf's smile to vanish, his ears to droop. He expected him to say that this was impossible or else that he would try, but his hopes were not high. What he had not expected was for Dobby to give a little skip, his ears wiggling happily, and clap his hands together. Dobby knows the perfect place, sir. Dobby heard tell of it from the other house elves when he came to Hogwarts, sir. It is known as the come and go room, sir, or else the room of requirement. Why? Because it is a room that a person can only enter when they have real need of it. Sometimes it is there and sometimes it is not. And when it appears, it is always equipped for the seeker's needs. Dobby has used it, sir, when Winky has been very drunk. Um, he has hidden her in the room of requirement and he has found antidotes to butterbeer there and a nice elf-sized bed to settle her on when she sleeps it off. And Dobby knows Mr. Filch has found extra cleaning materials there when he has run short, sir. And, and if you really needed a bathroom, Harry suddenly remembered something Dumbledore had said at the Yule Ball, would it fill itself with chamber pots? Dobby expects so, sir. It is the most amazing room, sir. How many people know about it, said Harry. Very few, sir. Most people stumble upon it and when they really need it and often find, um, and often never find it again, for they do not know that it is always there waiting to be called into service. That sounds brilliant. It sounds perfect, Dobby. When can you show me where it is? Anytime, Harry Potter. We can go now if you like. For a moment, Harry considers going, um, and then remembers, you know, well, his conscience in Hermione's voice is like, you being reckless. And so he is like, you're right, fam. I'm gonna go to sleep instead. Um, so instead he just asks Dobby how to get there um, and goes to bed. Like a responsible person for once. Um, I want to say that of all of the things about Hogwarts that make Hogwarts hoggy warty wart warts, <laughs> the room of requirements is my, it's like one of my faves. Oh yeah. Because... Who came up with that bit of magic? I have a headcanon that Hogwarts did. No one made it. They just built the it castle and then it started doing things like, hey, you know, I'm just going to change the stair. It's going to go a different way on a Friday. Because you know they always say like when you, um, when they, when you magic something after a while it like takes on its own thing or it gets, you know, like if you magic normal muggle things and they don't get the charms wear out or they, they morph. Hogwarts is a big house that has been magicked thousands of times over. And I feel like it has its own soul and personality. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know what? I'm sick of y'all messing up my perfectly good classrooms. Here. Take this. Be happy. Mm-hmm. I think so. I like it. Me too. I feel like Hogwarts the robes chill to go, like, go have a drink with. You know that, like, who could, who would you have dinner with, dead or alive? Hogwarts. The castle. Just me and the castle. Shooting the shit. Talking about things. Our dreams. And our hopes and our fears. I'm done. Oh, okay. Um, oh, mm, okay, so their robes billowed and swirled around them as they splashed across the flooded vegetable patch to double herbology. Um, 
where they could hardly hear what Professor Sprout was saying over the hammering of raindrops hard as hailstones on the greenhouse roof. Um, the afternoon uh, care of magical creation care of magical creatures lesson was relocated um, to a free classroom and then Angelina canceled Quidditch practice so they're just they're having a pretty or as dry as they can day um good said Harry because we found somewhere to have our first defense meeting tonight eight o'clock seventh floor opposite that tapestry of Barnabas the Barmy being clubbed by those trolls can you tell Katie and Alicia um And Hermione is, you know, having second thoughts again for another reasonable reason. She says that um, it's just that Dobby's plans aren't always safe. Don't you remember when he lost you all the bones in your arm? Um, This room's not just some mad idea of Dobby's. Dumbledore knows about it, too. He mentioned it to me at the Yule Ball. Hermione's expression cleared. Dumbledore told you about it? Just in passing. Oh, well, that's all right, then, said Hermione briskly. And she raised no more objections. Again, it's valid. It is valid. Usually when Dobby tries to help, it's not helpful. So, it's usually he catastrophic. Means well. He means well. Very similar but serious But when way. you're trying to, like, run a, a secret defense against the dark arts group, meaning well and intentions don't really do what you need them to do. So, this yeah. time, though, it works out. Um, so, to Harry's disappointment, it was Ginny who managed to find Cho Chang and her friend first. Um, so. Poor Harry. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, but by the time, um, by the end of dinner, he was confident that every one of the 25 people who had turned up at the Hogshead had been given the location and the time. So at half past seven, Harry, Ron, and Hermione left the common room, and Harry clutched a certain piece of aged parchment in his hand. Fifth years were allowed to be out um, in the corridors until nine, but all three of them kept looking around nervously as they made their way up to the seventh floor. Hold it, said Harry. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Filch is on the second floor, Mrs. Norris is on the fourth, and Umbridge is in her office. So they take off, um, and they get to the, to the place where the troll is clubbing the would-be ballet teacher. I need, I need some story. I need to know what's going on with Barnabas. And how he ended up in this situation. It's gotta be a fascinating story. Like. It's gotta be. A magical ballet teacher. Who. Ends up being clubbed to death by trolls. Yep. I just have questions. As you should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Harry says that Dobby said to walk past this bit of wall, concentrating hard on what we need. Oh, walk past three times. Um, They did so, turning sharply at the window just beyond the blank stretch of wall. Ron had screwed his eyes up in concentration. Hermione was whispering something under her breath, and Harry's fists were clenched as he stared ahead of them. We need somewhere to learn to fight, he thought. Just give us a place to practice. Somewhere they can't find us. A highly polished door had appeared in the wall. Ron was staring at it, looking slightly wary. Um, Harry reached out, seized the brass handle, and opened the door, which led into a spacious room lit with flickering torches like those that had illuminated the dungeon's eight floors below. Um, The walls were lined with wooden bookcases, and instead of chairs, there were large silk cushions on the floor, a set of shelves in the far end of the room, a range of instruments including sneakoscopes, secrecy sensors, and a large cracked faux glass that Harry was sure had hung the the previous year in the fake Moody's office. Um... 
So I have like kind of a question slash theory about the room about the room of requirement. It still stings. So well, well, it's, klepto- to, it's a kleptomaniac. You said what? The room is kleptic a klepto. The room is a klepto. I mean, yeah, but yeah. So I was just thinking like because there's you know in. The next book, we'll see the room of requirement when it just has, like, everything that has ever been stored in there or, like, hidden. It's just, like, a junkyard, kind of, um, or, like, a maze of just stuff that has accumulated over the years. And so then my thing is, is, like, it's not really whatever people want. Like, not everything. It doesn't, it can't give you everything. It can only give you what's in the room, is my theory. Um... But also the fact because things have been hidden there since like the beginning of time, it's pretty much everything you would need is there, right? Like, and then the thing that's like, then it also makes me wonder if, like, did Dumbledore or did one of it's the It's like house a house? library. Yes, but my other question oh my God, though the room is that like, is Lexus Nexus. <laughs> but my other question though like, is is did the like house elves or Dumbledore or someone take the things like Moody's faux glass and put it in the room of requirement or did Hogwarts like gobble it up and store it there once it was clear that Moody wasn't coming back you know what I mean like I'm curious about how some of those things make it there like some things it's very clear that like students throw it in there and they leave it um but for other things I'm curious about like whether or not they yeah I mean it's calls to mind um Prisoner of Azkaban when they all have to sleep in the Great Hall and then there's just a bunch of um sleeping bags yes thank you that's a word and i'm sure they probably all are stored in the room of requirement and that's why i'm saying it's like a library or the room the room is like a librarian where it has just like this vast amount of information and then you give a request and then it's like do 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 and it gives you exactly what you need yeah um, Amani says more in love with that room now. Amani says, "Wait, what would what if you needed a place to read every book you ever loved with every drink you ever wanted in the perfect fire?" Um, slash, can we go to Scotland and ask that right now? Someone is very clearly a Ravenclaw because that is the most Ravenclaw sentence I've ever read in the last week. It was pretty. Ravenclaw. <laughs> it's like really on brand. <laughs> it was really on brand. Like if we if I didn't know. That he was a Ravenclaw, I would absolutely know now. There would be no if question. If you said, tell us in one sentence what house you're in without using the house that you were in, and someone said this, you would just be like, all right, Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Yep. Impressive. Yeah. It's pretty good. Okay, I'm dying. I'm sorry. We're almost dead. Um, I might be dead. No, I don't think... I don't, I don't think you are yet. Unless you just somehow came back as Benz, and that's I might cool be too. Benz. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think you're still a little... I think you're corporeal, so... We'll see. Anyway. Um, These will be good when we're practicing stunning, said Ron, um, prodding one of the cushions on his foot. And let, uh, and just look at these books, said Hermione. A, comp- a compendium of common curses and their counteractions. The dark arts ex- outsmarted. Self-dispensive spellwork. Wow. She looked up at Harry, her face glowing, and he saw that the presence of hundreds of books had finally convinced Hermione what, um, that what they were doing was right. 
Harry, this is wonderful. There's everything we need here. Um, and without further ado, she slid Jinx's for the Jinxed from its shelf, sank into the nearest cushion, and began to read. Um, soon, everyone else starts to arrive. Um, and Harry, and they're like, oh, what is this place? And Harry, like, starts to explain, but then more people come. So he's like, I'm gonna just wait, because, like, why would I explain myself five different times? Um, so once everyone settled down, he says, well, this is the place we found our practices, and you've, uh, obviously found it okay. It's fantastic, said Cho. It's bizarre, said Fred. We once hid from filch in here, remember, George? But it was just a broom cupboard then. Um, and then Dean asks what some of the things are in the room. Um, dark detectors, said Harry. Basically, they all show the dark wizards or enemies, um, are around, but you don't want to rely on them too much. They can be fooled, except every single time that you've needed to use them, you just don't pay attention to them, but they're telling the truth. So, there's that. I still don't know where his sneakoscope is. Well, I've been thinking about the sort of stuff we ought to do first, and, uh... Uh, he notices a raised hand. What, Hermione? I think we ought to elect a leader. Harry's the leader, said Joe. Yes, but I think we ought to vote on it properly. It makes it formal and it gives him authority. So, everyone who thinks Harry ought to be our leader, everyone put their hands up, even Zacharias Smith, though he did it very half-heartedly. Uh, right, thanks, Hermione. And what, Hermione? I also think we ought to have a name. It would promote a feeling of team spirit and unity. Don't you think? Um, she read that in a book somewhere. <laughs> there's some book about like forming classes. yeah um can we be the anti-umbridge league said angelina hopefully or the ministry of magic or morons group suggested fred i was thinking more of a name that didn't tell everyone what we were up to so that we can refer to it safely outside meetings the defense association said cho the da for short so no one knows what we're talking about yeah the da is good said jenny only let's make it stand for dumbledore's army because the ministry's that's the ministry's worst fear isn't it all in favor of the DA, said Ron, said Hermione. Um, that's a majority. Motion passed. And so she pinned the piece of paper with all of their names on it on the wall and wrote Dumbledore's Army across the top in large letters. Right, said Harry. Shall what get- is the model UN like? The model wizarding UN. The model wizarding gamut? Or no, the, the Hermione, model... It's pretty mug- inter- oh, it's the International model- Confederate of Wizards. Yeah, Confederation of Wizards. The model... International Confederate of Wizards, and obviously Hermione is gunning for that Supreme Mugwumpy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that post is called. Supreme, Supreme Mugwump Confederate. No, it's Mugwump. Is that that's for the Wizard Gambit though, right? Supreme Mugwump of the International Confederation of Wizards. Sorry, I had to say it through because uh, to remember. Yeah. Yep, that's what Hermione is practicing for, and then that makes that thing that happened that we saw make even less sense because she would not be Minister of Magic because she wants to do some good in the world and international cooperation and the dolphins are garbage but that is not there here. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with but that's fine. Um, Shall we get practicing then, said Harry. I was thinking the first we should do is Expelliarmus, you know, the disarming charm. I know it's pretty basic but I found it really useful which of course you have, you're Harry Potter. It's his (laughs) go-to. Oh, please, said Zacharias Smith. I don't think Expelliarmus is going to help us against you-know-who, do you? I've used it against him, said Harry, and it saved my last li- it saved my life last June. Which, boom, roasted. But also, not everyone has a magical connection with Voldemort or the Brother Wand. So, you know, 
there are other circumstances that contributed to Expelliarmus saving your life. But yes. I For the purposes of clapping back at Zacharias, yes. I've never but for heard truth, called Brother Wand before. That's what they call it. That's Remember, Ollivander says that they're brothers, that the wand is a brother. Wow. And that you... There's something going on with you. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> I've never heard that before. You look like you're questioning your entire life. <laughs> I kind of am. If it is, like, what else would you have called it? It's all that it could have been called. Oh my gosh. Also just realized that all I've had today was a bagel and three cups of coffee. Oh, well that's probably why your head hurts. No, my head hurts because my eyes don't work. I think anymore. it's probably a combination of things. <laughs> it sounds to me like a combination of things. I'm sure the eyes have something to do with it, but... Yeah. Okay. Um, Smith opened his mouth stupidly. The rest of the room was very quiet. But if you think it's beneath you, you can leave, said Harry. Um, Smith didn't move, nor did anybody else. Okay, said Harry. I reckon we should divide the chairs and practice. I'm sorry. I just, I want there to be, like, you know, in the movies, it's like Hagrid's like, oh, shouldn't have said that, shouldn't have done that. And, like, um, Seamus blowing shit up. Like, I would really like it if the reoccurring thing, and maybe it makes it a little too gimmicky and joke booky, but I would just really like it if someone clapped at Zacharias every DA meeting. Like, or told him to leave. In the movies, you're saying? No, in, in the, the books. books. In life, I think it might in happen. I just, I want it to be like a go home Rogers type of situation. Yeah. I think it might happen most of the time, but I agree. It would make me happy. <laughs> okay. Moving okay. on. Um... Yeah, it felt very odd to be in- issuing instructions, but not nearly as odd seeing them followed. Um, everyone got to their feet and divided up. Predictably, Neville was left partnerless. You can practice with me, Harry said. Right, on the count of three then. One, two, three. Um, and everyone starts practicing. Glancing around, he thought he had been right to suggest that they practice the basics first. There was a lot of shoddy spell work going on. Many people were not succeeding, succeeding in disarming their opponents at all but merely causing them to jump backwards a few paces or wince as the feeble spell whooshed over them. Expelliarmus said Neville, uh, and Harry, caught unawares, felt his wand fly out of his hand. I did it, said Neville. I've never done it before. I did it. Good one, said Harry, encouragingly deciding not to point out that that in a real duel situation, Neville's opponent was unlikely to be staring in the opposite direction with his wand held loosely at his side, which is fine, but that's good that, like, he recognizes that. And he's actually a good teacher, despite not really having very many role models in that department. That's what McGonagall would do. Also, mm-hmm. though, um, he's not being constantly vigilant when he's teaching people how to be constantly vigilant. <laughs> true. That is true. But, I mean, yeah, he needs to... It's one, how dare people not want to team up with Neville? Like, Neville's about to glow the fuck up, and you should get on this train early. But no, y'all sleeping. But two, like, Harry really shouldn't have a partner because he is going to want to be, like, 
paying attention to everyone. Mm-hmm. But also, constant vigilance. I don't know. It's just like a lot. Yeah. A lot going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he um, tells Neville to take turns practicing with Ron and Hermione so that he can walk around and see how the rest are doing. Um, something odd is happening to Zacharias Smith. Every time he opened his mouth to disarm Anthony Goldstein, his own wand would fly out of his hand, yet Anthony did not seem to be making a sound. He did not have to look very far to see what was going on. Fred and George were several feet from Smith and taking turns um, to point their wands at his back. Sorry, Harry, said George. Couldn't resist. Um, And then he moves on. Ginny was teamed with Michael Corner, um, who was doing very well, whereas Michael was either very bad or unwilling to jinx her. He better buck up. They ain't got no time for all that. Like, Voldemort ain't gonna spare your feelings. Mm-mm. Ernie Macmillan was flourishing his wand unnecessarily, giving his partner time to get in under his guard. The Creevy brothers were enthusiastic but erratic and, many, and mainly responsible for all of the books leaping off of the shelves around them. Luna Lovegood was similarly patchy, occasionally sending Justin Flinch, Finch Fletchley's wand spinning out of his hand and other times merely causing his hair to stand on end. Okay, stop, he shouted. Stop. Stop. I need a whistle, he thought, and immediately spotted one lying on top of the nearest row of books. Um, He caught it up and blew hard. Everyone lowered their wands. That wasn't bad, said Harry, but there's definite room for improvement. Let's try again. Um, And so, you know, he goes and walks around even more um, before he goes over to Cho, who immediately starts fucking up, basically. Um, Oh, no, she said. Expelliarmius. I mean, Expelliarmius. Oh, I'm sorry, Marietta. Um, her curly-haired friend's sleeve caught fire. Um, Marietta ex- extinguished it with her own wand and glared at Harry as though it was his fault. You made me nervous. I was doing all right before then, Cho said. That was quite good, good Harry lied. Um, but when she raised her eyebrows, he said, well, no, it was lousy. But I know you can do it properly. I was watching from over there. Um... And of course, Marietta's. Mar- Look I can't at them. Um, of course, um, Marietta is like not about this life. Marietta. 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 M- Murietta, isn't it? Murietta. No. It's an A. Marietta. Yeah. She's um, she's salty. Basically, she's just pressed. It's okay. She'll eventually... Do you think that Marietta doesn't... It's not that she um, doesn't approve of Harry, which it might be, but that she has a crush on Cho. Ooh. Somebody write that fanfic! <laughs> um, don't mind her, Cho muttered. She doesn't really want to be here, but I made her come with me. Her parents have forbidden her to do anything that might accept, that might upset Umbridge, you see. Her mom works for the ministry. Um, I'm curious, like, did Cho have other friends who might be interested who she could have made do it instead of the one who, like, has higher stakes? I'm curious. Yeah, but they, they're prettier than she is, and she wants her, like, non-pretty friend. Not a threat. Mm, that makes Cho sound horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it really does. It makes her sound like a terrible human being. I know. So I'm gonna go ahead and reject that headcanon. But it we don't we don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> okay, well I'm gonna just reject it, it offhand. It's fine. <laughs> um <laughs> What about your parents, said Harry? 
Well, they've forbidden me to get on the wrong side of Umbridge, too, but if they think I'm not going to fight you-know-who after what happened to Cedric. She broke off, looking rather confused, and an awkward silence fell between them. Terry Boots' wand went whizzing past Harry's ear and hit Alicia Spinnet hard on the nose. Well, my father is very supportive of any anti-ministry action, said Luna. He's always saying he'll believe anything of Fudge. I mean, the number of goblins, goblins Fudge has had assassinated. And of course, he uses the Department of Mysteries to develop terrible poisons, which he feeds secretly to anybody who disagrees with him. And then there's his umgubular slash kilter. What the fuck is that? What's a thing? What is an umgubular slash kilter? <laughs> if you would have picked up a book, you'd know. I don't, I don't think so. Jeez. I don't. I, I just, just flourishing in your own ignorance because you, you want to make Luna look like a weirdo. Okay. I wonder if that's a wizard rock. It also sounds like a wizard rock band. So I'm I'm well, I don't know anything about wizard rock. So if it's not one, I'm surprised it's, it's not. If it is one, then that makes sense. It's going to be the name of our new um, wizard R&B group. It, it doesn't work. It's, it's like very specifically rock to me. I don't know well, why that our, is, but. Well, our wizard rock band will be like the bad brains. We'll be like the black punk group. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, don't ask Harry Mutter to Cho, although wouldn't Cho kind of be used to this by now, you would think, potentially. They live in the same place. Anyway, uh, Hermione calls, Hey Harry, have you checked the time? Um, it was already ten past nine, which meant they needed to get back to their common rooms immediately or risk being caught and punished. Um, well, that was pretty good, he said, but we've overrun. But we've overrun. We better leave it here. Same time, same place next week. Sooner, said Dean Thomas eagerly, and many people nodded in agreement. Um, Angelina, however, said quickly, the Quidditch season's about to start. We need team practices, too. Let's say next Wednesday, then, said Harry, and we can decide on additional meetings then. Come on, we better get going. Um, So he lets them all leave in threes and fours, watching their tiny dots anxiously to see that they return safely to their dormitories um, before making their way to the fat lady. That was really, really good, Harry, said Hermione. Yeah, it was, said Ron. Did you see me disarm Hermione, Harry? Only once, said Hermione. I got you loads more than you got me. I did not only get you once. I got you at least three times. Well, if you're counting the one where you tripped over your own feet and knocked the wand out of my hand, they argued all the way back to the common room. Um, But Harry was not listening to them. He had one eye on the Marauder's map, but he was also thinking about how Cho said he had made her nervous. He made her nervous. Bow chicka bow wow. Bow chicka wow wow. Um, I don't want it to be a valid command. What? Sorry. Uh, MVP, <laughs> I'm trying to do something and, and Flack don't want me to be great. Prosper. Gotcha. Yeah. You got it. All right. So, um, who's, who's, who's your MVP? Oh, my MVP is Dobby. Um, for finding the, or not for finding the room of requirement, for um, telling Harry about the room of requirement and um, making it possible for them to continue this, their their rebellion against Umbridge. That is a great choice. 
I chose Sirius Black. Of course you did. Doesn't make sense, but that's fine. It does make sense. We were just talking about it. He has got, like, things, and he wants the best for them, but also his, like, lived experiences are coloring his judgment, but also he's still trying to be an encouraging and and lovable person, and he almost risked his life to to be there for Harry, and it's serious. Mostly it's serious, because he wasn't in this chapter. All of it is valid. He wasn't in this chapter. He's gonna win the book. He's not. He's not. Like, he's not in it enough, and you're only one person. And he's not gonna win. It's fine. I have checked the votes (laughs) at this point. It's fine. It's okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let it go um Amani also makes Dobby the MVP for cleaning the common room and getting the room of requirement um and just being a general great friend yeah I agree also you know he one time he helps and things don't go to shit it's pretty great I think he's improving what look at that glow up he got a whole new wardrobe he helping and things ain't turning to shit go Dobby look at you Ariana also makes MVP Dobby logistical support. People don't pay enough attention to the importance of logistics until the logistics fall apart. That is a word. That is my honest entire life. I was like, I'm not, I don't want to. Really hit you. I really touched your soul there tonight. But I, yes, have experience in that. (laughs) I was trying to chill, but then I was like, ooh, that touched me like real Got me real deep. Real I, re- I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bench. Um, I benched Zacharias um, because he just got a lot to say, and I feel like if you want to learn from Harry, how about you just learn from him and shut up? Yeah, just shut up. Um, Umbridge, because why can't these children be learning this? In, in a classroom, classroom, not worried about breaking rules, not going around the bend, trying to figure out when we can meet to do this thing with that thing to make sure to this and that. Like, this is just, it's a school. They should be learning these things in class and not worried about being in trouble about it, not having Marietta, Marietta worried about disobeying her mama because they're friend, because of peer pressure, but also, like, needing to know these things trash mm-hmm. <gasps> Amani um, is benched Amani well benches for, for, be, for being okay um, Amani benches serious for being a reckless godfather and causing Harry even more stress when he's trying to form the revolution um, but that vote has been rejected by the people so please submit another one I um, am gonna count that vote the Sorry. International Confederation of Wizards said no um, I, I, okay. Ariana. I thought she was bitching someone. She over here talking about Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. I get it. Focus. Focus, girl. Focus. <laughs> um, though, while we have time and I can cut this out. Uh, the season, the mid-season finale of Star Trek, whew, 
Also, there's an episode, Diana, that when you come home, like, we have to watch. It's a, like a time loop situation. Wait. Let's do it. Yeah. I need to watch Star Trek. It's just, like, it's on my list, but... Seriously. I'm, I'm re-watching take a break from next generation binge watching right now. Television. I have to take a break from binge-watching television after this Marvel thing. I need to read some books. Yeah. Um... Me too. So Ariana benched the Ministry of Magic for creating a hostile work environment. Valid. That's like a evergreen bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Cool. So I think that's it. Thank, Thank you, you for guys listening. so much. Next week we will discuss chapter 19 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the Lion and the Serpent. It's going to go so right and then go so wrong. Uh, make Luna! sure you follow along. And let us know who you think is the real MVP and then who is benched for the chapter. Um, Join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam, BlackGirlsCrate.org. You can check out our, all the things that we do, um, including our director of Shades um, book reviews, which she does every other week. So, you know, if you're looking for some books to read, you should read the plot. Um, And... Which, there's a lot of things on there. Just, you know, at your leisure, go peruse. And if there's something if that's not want. on there that you're like, should be on there, you should write it and then send it to us and we'll put it on there. Boom. It's easy. Boom. Easy peasy. Also, next week, hopefully, I will be not dead. We shall see. Next time on see. Wizard Team. <laughs> Bye, Bye, guys. <laughs>